Hey y'all, welcome back. This is Joy B. And this is James B. And we are back with Glow Your Goddess podcast. This week, we are getting into a new area. We've been talking a lot about romantic relationships. And today, what we're going to be talking about is friendships. Are your friendships a circle or are they a cage? Hmm, that's interesting. I never thought of my friends as being cages. (laughs) Well, we're going to get into kind of how that comes about. Um, The concept behind this is when you guys think of a circle, circles are things that are whole, right? They can be protective. They can keep you protected from different things that come at you. You can think of people who have like a prayer circle, even like, what is it? Wiccans have a circle in order for them to be more powerful. (laughs) The sun is a circle, right? And it's the most powerful thing in the world. Things that are circular usually represent a space of safety, a space of strength, a space of empowerment, uplifting, things like that. Mm, That makes sense. Yeah. Now, when you think of a cage, a cage is a space that you're trapped, but there's still holes in it. Mm -hmm. Things can still be thrown at you. You can still be poked at. You can still be looked at. And you're kind of solitary. You're kind of feeling alone. Usually when you're in a cage, there's no way out. There's no way in. There's a lot of disconnection that Mm. happens when you're thinking about a cage. Yeah. Trapped, stuck, that kind of thing. So we're going to expand upon today what this could look like in the form of friendships. And want you to be clear about what kind of friendships you have because that's a really important aspect of your tribe when you're looking at glowing your goddess and how you're going to be your best self That's going to include who is around you, who's also aspiring to be their best self. One thing I read, and I don't remember who wrote it, how authoritative it was or anything like that, but I read that you become like the five people you hang out with the most. They're kind of your tribe, your circle, or I guess they could be your cage. Mm, Really, that kind of has me thinking like, who are the five people that I'm around? most of the time what are they doing with their lives how are they showing up in the world and how are they showing up towards me right right do you hang out with complainers are you hanging out with positive people are you hanging out with successful people Mm. are you hanging out with people that are just struggling with life struggling with relationships Mm -hmm. are you the are you the strong person in the in the group you know are you the weak person in the group yeah And what do they say? You're only as strong as your weakest link, right? Right. So if you have, a, I don't know, a plethora of weak links in your circle, so to speak, or your cage, how powerful really are you as a human being? And as a woman, I think like sister circles and and female packs are super important for us feeling very supported, very encased in love, in safety, right? This is something I definitely want to dig a little bit more into. So this week, I did get a question specifically regarding friendships, and I will poke around a little bit at answering this question, and maybe, James, you can help me with this as well and give your perspective. Okay. So, hi, Joy. Last week, something came up with my best friend who also struggles with her mental health, and I found that what happened really affected me. My self-esteem definitely was touched by this, and also my depression and my mood. I was low again, and I hadn't been that low for quite some time. I think that maybe since I've started working on myself and working on my own self-discovery, I've started to feel better. However, this interaction with my friend really discouraged me. So I guess the question is, 
How can I be a good friend to her, but not be so affected by her and how she's doing and vice versa? Basically, how can we not pull each other down? Can we pull each other up? Can I be a support system or am I showing up as a weight, a burden, vice versa? So this is a really good question. You know, how are your friends showing up? One of the ways that your friends could be showing up is that maybe they're in a space where they're not doing well, okay? And you are expected to be, quote unquote, a good friend and pull them out of the hole. You're expected to not abandon them in their time of need. You're expected to always be present. But what does that really look like? Mm. You know, that can be a caregiver role. And is that something that we're equipped to do? Is it even fair for us? I mean, we have a friendship because it's supposed to be a give and take. But if I'm connected with someone who is constantly needing my energy, how do I pour into myself? What this young lady was talking about here is that she's actually trying to pour into herself and build herself up. But when she's connecting with her friends, she finds that the energy that she has maybe drawn from the therapy that she's doing, from some of the glowing up that she's starting to feel, it gets pulled away by this connection with this friend. And she wants to be able to separate her feelings and her ideas about herself from this, from this friendship. Now, I'm the not... The first thing that comes to mind to me, sorry to interrupt you. It's okay. Is um, boundaries. Mm-hmm. How do we set boundaries with our friendships and, and relationships like that? Mm-hmm. Where we can still interact with those friends, still be a support to them without being drug into their situation or being responsible for their feelings. Okay. So what do you think about the boundaries that can be set? I think there should be boundaries definitely set within the relationship. A conversation should be had with them. Mm -hmm. You know, if they're open and honest enough to share their woes with you, Mm -hmm. you need to be open and honest enough to say, hey, you know, I will support you in this. Mm -hmm. I will be by your side in this, but I really can't be responsible for your feelings. I can't be responsible for bringing you out of this. Mm -hmm. I'll encourage you in any way you need to be, Mm -hmm. but I can't be responsible for you in this. The thing about the responsibility aspect of it is when you start to feel responsible for someone else's feelings, you then connect your worth to that other person's feelings. Mm -hmm. So when they're feeling down and they are somehow pulling you into a situation where you feel like you have to make it better, you feel like a failure a little bit when you're not making it better. Mm -hmm. So it's setting boundaries, but it's also recognizing who you're in a relationship with and kind of what their limitations are. And their limitations are not attributed to you. Like Mm. you don't have to be a savior of a friend to be a friend. There's different ways that we can go about it. We can empathize and we can understand where our friend is, but also are you the type of friend who directs someone to the right space? Some of us actually um, have kind of like a hero complex and instead of guiding our friends and directing them to get help where they can really move from where they are, we want to be that everything because we want to be identified as the friend that always has the answer for everyone, has the best advice. You know you can always rely on me, girl. You know what I mean? So you may want to sometimes put down that identity that you've picked up that you have to save everyone because in the end, who's losing is you and your friend. Right, right. Yeah. One of the things that I've dealt with in the past regarding this is I'm an empath Mm -hmm. and I tend to pick up other people's energy. Yeah. And in the past, I couldn't distinguish whether it was my own energy or it was their energy. Mm -hmm. And I've really had to work on that and be able to understand if I feel something from somebody, I have to recognize that it's not mine. Yeah. 
and leave it with them rather than taking it upon me. And then they feel relieved because they were able to unleash this negative energy that they had. But I'm destroyed because now I'm carrying around their energy and I think it's mine. Yes. And so that's one of the things that I've had to put boundaries in my own life on how to deal with other folks and how to feel their energy empathize with their situation, and still be disconnected from it so I don't accept it as mine. Yeah, disconnected from the disruptive feelings, not disconnected from your friend. Correct. But that can definitely feel like a cage. When you feel like whenever you're with a particular person, they know that you're that person that they can kind of dump on, like you're the friend therapist. And there should not be friend therapist, guys. That's why there is a therapist. But you're that one who takes on all that stuff and they get to process it and leave you with it. And if you're empathic, if anyone is listening that's empathic, you know how difficult it is for you to be able to just drop it. If you haven't learned some of the skills to be able to let those feelings siphon through you and then release them. Mm -hmm. It's not your job to hold on to any of these things because it doesn't really serve a purpose for either you or your friend um, for you to hold on to it. Because once they've dumped it on you, they don't then want you to be the depressed friend who has all these heavy feelings. And then what the energy just goes back and forth between you. That's not the intention of the interactions or connections that we have with our friends. So James, you bring up a really good point of recognizing it's not mine. Right. That's almost a mantra. I think that some people who struggle with that mm-hmm. should carry with you. Remember, when you're starting to feel a certain way because your friend is feeling a little spicy, okay? It's not mine, right? I can sit here with you. And um, Brene Brown talks about when you have someone who's like in a hole, you can't help a person by getting in the hole with them. You got to stay at the top of the hole. Right. So right. you can do your best to throw the rope down. You can be a friend in that way providing the support but if i come down there with you we're both screwed basically right yeah we're we're both looking for a savior exactly (laughs) who's gonna who's gonna save both of us now speaking of that like saving both of us and like kind of going in that hole we were talking a little bit earlier about that energy that flows how it's contagious when you have a group of friends and so that's why i want us to be careful about the tribe that we have around us So I have a client who struggles with the job that she has. I mean, basically, she hates her job. And, you know, through talking to her, I basically figured out that the tribe that she has has the same mindset that she has about the job. Oh, we all hate the job. We all talk about how much we don't want to be there. We're all trying to figure out a way to get out of it. Now, are you all masterminding a way to move from this space, move careers? Are you encouraging each other that something is possible? Through talking to her, I found out that's actually not the conversation. What everyone's talking about is we hate it here so much and we're stuck. There's nothing we can do. We don't have any other skills. This is the only job we're going to be able to have. This pays what we need to survive. I just need to survive. Everybody is in such a survival mode and nobody is talking about the fact that you can expand upon your skills. You have transferable skills where you can do something different. And because no one is going outside of that box, no one feels encouraged enough to then try to do something different. So what we're doing is this whole misery loves company thing. Mm. We decide as a group, we're stuck, so then we're all stuck. So that is your cage right there. When it could even be just as easy as the group to decide, we don't like this, Mm -hmm. let's do something about it and Mm -hmm. go find a job or a company or a business that we love and let's do it together. Yes. Sometimes you just need one person to kind of spark that in the group that they could do it. But sometimes that person who has that spark 
is actually challenged. If you have a big cagey mm. group, right? They might be challenged of, oh, you're just you're too you good for there. us. Cagey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, let's look at some of the different scenarios that you could have when it comes to your friendships, right? Are your friends maybe intimidated by you and making you feel bad because of you wanting to come out of the distress that everybody's in, right? Like you, you decide that you want to think differently. You want to do differently. You want to think big. And maybe it's just a natural light. And we do all have this natural light. Maybe it's more natural for it to shine out of you. You can't help it. Do they feel intimidated like, oh my God, you think you're better than us. And that makes you maybe dim your light because you feel like they think that you're judging them. They are afraid of who you are because you're just so, basically you're a big ball of energy and they don't know how to handle that and they're more comfortable with everyone being at the same vibration Mm -hmm. so do you have friends who want you to come down back to the vibration that they're at right that would be a cage type relationship you glowing up makes them uncomfortable exactly because you glow up and you shine your light on everyone and that might shine the light on where they are not doing so great it might make them feel like they're less than but instead of saying this makes me feel this way what they might say in a defensive way is you think you're too much for us okay are your friends not doing well and making you feel like you have to accept however they're showing up in the world right maybe they don't communicate well maybe you are the one who always reaches out and you call them and you check on them and they never check on you but they say you know i'm just so bad at that or I just, I'm so depressed that I can't really reach out and do anything for you. Do you have friends that kind of keep you in the cage of being the one who, and we talked about this earlier, the responsible one, right? Like you always have to step up to the plate. When do you get to feel honored, right? Are your friends the ones that stay stationary and you are afraid to outgrow them? They're not even saying to you, oh, don't go big, right? You're afraid that if you do go big and you really glow up and you really expand yourself and you travel and you see different parts of the world that when you come back and you try to reconnect with them, you're not going to have anything in common and you're going to lose their friendship. Like they're not going to be interested in the things that you now know. You got to talk small. You got to talk about the things that are happening on the block Mm -hmm. because they can't communicate with you about Paris, right? Mm -hmm. So do you glow yourself down? Because you're afraid of losing your friendships. And this isn't a problem of just these are the types of friends that you have. But this is also about expanding your friend circle. Having different types of friends so you can move and flow differently. We all have different friends from different places in our lives. It doesn't mean we have to give them up. But you don't want to hold yourself down. It's the same thing like when you talk to family. If you are um, not from here and you have an accent, you may speak differently when you're at home than you do when you're in the street mm-hmm. or when you're at work, right? I do that. You, d- I know you definitely do that. <laughs> he has his Texas thing and I have my New York thing. So whenever I'm having a conversation with my sister, it's nothing like the way that I'm talking right now or the way that I talk in the office, you know, because you get comfortable and you get into that flow. But I will never disconnect from my sister and I will, you know, always be able to expand but still be tethered to my foundation but not tethered in a way that it is like a cage, Okay. And are your friends worried about abandonment? Meaning when you do expand that friend circle, right? Are they worried that you're going to like other people so much that you abandon them? And then they therefore sabotage any new relationships you try to have. Do you have people in your life showing up like that? The other part of it is the circle friends. All right. So do you have friends that actually challenge you? 
that you're maybe in a space where you've been stagnant and they're like, girl, I can see so much about you. You have so much potential. Have you tried this? Do they bring new ideas to the table for everyone to talk about and just, you know, grow together? Is that Mm -hmm. what your friends are doing? Are they motivating you, identifying what maybe you can't see in yourself, encouraging you or even inspiring you just by them glowing up, right? And them showing you that there is something possible outside of what we've been doing, just by them being a go-getter, being just a fearless, courageous goddess are those friends in your life, right? So I think it's important for us to realize, do I have a group of people who are a circle, who are supportive, who are powerful for me, or people who are powerfully toxic for me? If you're listening to this podcast, it's because you are on your glow up. You are trying to get from where you are to somewhere else. You're trying to be the best version of yourself, which you deserve to be, right? So please be careful about the tribe that you carry. Now, we've talked about some of the funny stuff, and I talked to a couple of my friends about what's happened since this quarantine has happened. How many people have suddenly gotten Facebook requests from people who they have not spoken to in years, Mm -hmm. um, who've gotten texts and phone calls and a hey girl from people who you thought forgot that you even existed, right? Did you get any of those, James? I got some of those and just like out of the woodwork is like, man, it's been a long time since I've talked to this person. Mm -hmm. Either they've got a lot of time on their hands Mm -hmm. or they finally opened Facebook, dusted (laughs) off the bugs and the cobwebs off the laptop and they've decided to look at it Mm -hmm. or they're just bored out of their mind and they're just looking for anything to interact with. Anything to interact with. So I'm not even that important. When you get bored or when you have nothing to do or you're tired of, you know, binging Netflix, then you finally decide that you're going to go ahead and add me as a friend for what? So you can kind of look and see what's going on with my life. You can be nosy. You can reconnect for what? You know, was I important enough to connect with before when you had all these things going on? So I think it's actually, this is an opportunity in this quarantine for so many things. And I've been talking about this for weeks, like an opportunity to do things. I mean, I freaking finished my book in the quarantine Mm -hmm. because opportunity, right? So this is an opportunity to look more closely at your friends. I think it's time for you to put on your goggles and look at how your friends move underwater. We are all underwater right now. This is a new world for us. We're trying to figure out how to adapt to a new space. And when your friends are underwater and you're in crisis, you're afraid, you're just trying to pivot, how are they showing up? Really cipher out the people who are there for you for real. When all this happened, who are the people who were like, hey, how are you and your kids doing? Do you guys need something? Do you have toilet paper? Toilet paper. I don't yes. think I've used toilet paper in three weeks. Oh my! I'm kidding. He's totally kidding. He's using <laughs> toilet paper. Um, I mean, these are real things. You know, I had someone who has a baby and she wasn't able to get out because of watching the baby and she was running out of wipes. I had to go and wait online already at Target. So while I was there... They had wipes there. That was the only section that everybody wasn't going to. So I got her 500 wipes. Like these are things when your people are showing up in the midst of crisis, the way that they really move when they're underwater, that's what you want to pay attention to. Because guys, I want everybody to come out on the other side of this with more clarity, not feeling like this beat us down, but this basically chiseled us 
into the woman that we're trying to be, right? It made us stronger. It made us more defined. It made us more clear about what is it that we need. And that's the other thing I think about quarantine is this is a space of what is essential and what's mm-hmm. not essential. We're right. looking at that with businesses, with jobs, with friends, with activities. Like, were you able to live without going to the club for the past, you know what I mean, month and a half? Mm-hmm. Did you die or did you figure out something to do that was actually healthy? I know, did you right? save some money? Right. You know? We've been cooking more, we grill more. Oh my gosh. We're spending less on restaurants and going out and. We've watched a lot of Netflix. We have, but in between, we're like, we can't just sit here. So we're actually more active than we've ever been, even though it's hot outside. You know, taking up rollerblading and more challenges. Like, well, I can master this now, you know? And it's probably something that I could have done before, but we allow ourselves to kind of get lost in the non-essentials, mm-hmm. which is what life, you know, life is about, which is what where we live is about being able to entertain ourselves with whatever we so please. Mm-hmm. But now you know that you are actually more capable of surviving in a situation where, say, we have a hurricane, for instance, and everything does close and you don't have power. What are you able to do? You know, what are you able to cultivate for yourself? So these are the things that are really making us hone in and be more clear. So yes, be more clear on your tribe for sure. So was there something else that you wanted to say about a tribe before we close up for today? Well, I was just thinking about your analogy of being underwater. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're underwater and you, you'd have those friends that are helping mm-hmm. save you from drowning, yes. you have those friends that may be dragging you down, climbing on top of you so they're not drowning. And you may have somebody that's just, you know what, I'm just going to inhale and sink into <laughs> the bottom. I might be alligator food. <laughs> they're just giving up. You see your friends that just float and you're like, what are you doing? Why aren't you paddling? I'm just done. You just give up. Yeah. But, you know, be that be that friend that reaches and pulls them up, mm-hmm. but also don't sacrifice yourself. Yes. During that, Mm -hmm. give them a hand, reach out into your tribe, help them glow up, help them become better, Mm -hmm. but don't sacrifice yourself in doing that. Don't lose your own identity. Don't lose your own glow up trying to bring all of those around you up. Yeah, because it's not something that you should require from anyone else to be your friend, right? So if I'm not asking it of you, I don't want you to ask it of me. A friendship is a beautiful thing and will outlast a lot of romantic relationships. It may outlast like your parents' lives, maybe even your siblings, um, if they're older than you and things like that. So friendships can be very precious and and a pivotal thing in our evolving in our lives. So We want to honor our friendships. We want to keep them sacred. We talked about keeping our romantic relationships sacred. We want to keep our friendships sacred as well. But we want to be very clear about where these friendships stand in our lives. Um, And if the people around us are creating a circle for us or a cage, because this is no time to be in a cage. This is is your glow up time. I like how I'm learning the glow your goddess terminology. I love it. (laughs) So before we let you guys go, I do want to give you some glow your goddess information. What's coming up now? 
you could be hearing this podcast after the 20th of April. And if you are, the information would just be slightly different. But um, I am having a book launch party for the book that I recently published, Why Won't He Call? And this is a guide for you to glow up in your relationships, any type of relationship. There is a focus on like dating and romantic relationships, but realistically, the information there is good for you to be able to connect in all of your relationships and figure out not just why the other person is acting the way that they are, why they're not showing up, but what's your part in the situation and how do you change your energy in such a way that you attract the type of people that you deserve to have as a goddess. You have to be goddess-like in order to get that type of um, energy back from other people, right? So this is going to be a real exploration as to where you're really at with everything and why you're pulling in the type of person. So you will figure out why he won't call, why he's always late, why he's not consistent, because guess what? You're pulling in the people that you are kind of rocking yourself, like that level that you're rocking yourself, okay? Now, um, in the book launch, I'm going to get into a little bit more detail, read some excerpts from the book so you guys have a better picture of what type of guide you're getting. I poured a lot of love, experience, and time into this. I put together my own personal experience, my experience as a therapist, as a coach, and as someone who has helped so many women glow up their goddess. So it's going to be a lot of good stuff in there. During the book launch, there'll be several giveaways and raffles. I will have several signed copies of the book that I'll be giving away. I'll have some goddess swag I'll be giving away, some bags, some pins, things like that. Also, I'm really excited to share that I will have two goddess guests who will be sharing with us their own experience uh, regarding how they glow up in their relationships, how they manage business, how they manage um, being an artist, um, how they manage being in loving relationships that are lasting and that are healthy, right? So one of our guests is going to be Sarah Evolve. So that's at Sarah Evolve on Instagram. She is one of my close colleagues and friends. She's a therapist as well. She works out of Aventura, Florida. She's amazing. Um, so she works with men. She works with women. Um, a wide variety of population, but people who are really struggling from a p- place of pain and get to learn more about themselves and then evolve, which is why she is Sari Evolve. She's all about evolution and she's had her own evolution. And I love that piece, which is why I want to have her on to speak because she can speak from a space of real deep transformation. The other person that we're having come on is our favorite artist and singer. Let me guess, let me guess. Kiba. Yes, it is Kiba. So that would be at Kiba Music on Instagram. So Kiba is going to come on and talk a little bit about how she's been able to glow up her goddess as an independent artist who is in a relationship, recently married, been able to manage the business part of it, the creative pieces of it, the artistic pieces of it, and still connect with her family. She hasn't left anyone behind and she hasn't lost herself, right? But there's always a time that we struggle and we pivot and we're not sure. So she's kind of give us some of that inside scoop as to how she's been able to continue, you know, moving her energy around into the space of a real glow. All right. So that's going to be April 20th on Facebook Live at the um, Glow Your Goddess page. So please tune into that. I'll make sure that I drop that link in the description if you'd like to go ahead and RSVP for that. Everyone that does RSVP, 
will be receiving a free gift, okay? Everyone that RSVPs will be receiving a free gift. So whether or not you win in one of the raffles and you get some of the swag, I still have something for you that I will be sending directly to you right after the launch is finished. But during the launch, you'll be able to pick our brains, get some fun stuff going on. Like I said, it's gonna be from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., which is Monday, this Monday coming up on April 20th. Um, and it'll be a live stream. Also, if we have time, if you guys have specific questions that you wanted to ask any of us that are on there, we'll be able to take some questions given how much time that we do have. Now, you can already get the book in print um, on Amazon, but you can also get the book in Kindle. So the book in Kindle is at a pre-sale price right now. So if you get the book before the 20th, you will get the pre-sale price. The price will be different after the 20th. So check out either the Kindle or the print. I suggest the Kindle because you have it right away. If it's something that you have on your phone, you can take it wherever you go. The print is fine as well. Um, however, the Kindle for me is always more convenient. I have a ton of Kindle books that I go through and I utilize for myself, okay? And what else, what else, what else, what else? Oh, I guess the last thing that I did miss and I will be giving you guys more information is that we will be launching a Glow Your Goddess membership site mm. in May. So all of Quarantine this- will, work. Yes, right? We are just chugging away, putting everything together for you, right? I want everyone to be able to access things, not just on a one-on-one -on -one basis. You know, sometimes it can be difficult because I can only have so many people on my roster in my office. When I sit across from you and I'm talking to you, it's powerful work. So all the things that I've put together over these last years, I'm putting it on this membership site. So that's going to be webinars that are available to you. That's going to be coaching calls every week available to you, inspiring emails. You have Q&A that's going to be available to you on a regular basis. And you do still have access to me. So that information will be disseminated to everybody on here. Um, the more you listen to the podcast, the more you'll be able to get updates. And when we do have the exact launch date, I'm pretty sure that there will be some launch discounts and things like that for our founding members. So if you want to be a part of the Glow Your Goddess movement in a big way, and you want to start to evolve, you want to start to glow and grow and be the best version of yourself, this is definitely for you so that we can work together more closely. All right, so I think that that is pretty much all I have for you guys tonight. Thank you for being patient enough to listen through for our entire podcast. Again, keep your eye out for your tribe, ladies, because this is so important in supporting you continue to glow up. We appreciate you guys. We've been accepted widely in on the podcast realm. We're available on iTunes mm -hmm. podcast. We're available on Google Play. Play. And or, Spotify. And Spotify and Podbean. Podbean hosts us, so you can always find us there. But we are over 400 downloads in our young podcast Yay! life. Our last podcast had, what, 69 69 downloads? downloads, and it continues to grow. So you guys are being an awesome support. So we did not expect to hit that number so quickly. We really appreciate everybody listening and giving us the positive feedback mm -hmm. and the encouragement that we've gotten. And we are enjoying doing this. Keep sending in your questions. Like, you guys make this podcast real, and you keep me going with you know, the different topics and ideas. And I know what's important to you. So whenever I know what's important to you, I try to give it right back to you. But we really appreciate it. So I think we're going to wrap this up. We will close out for now. And I like to close out with a kiss.
All right. Good night. Night. Shut it down when you walk into the room